Hey, everybody, welcome in. Another edition of The Wrap. Tom Azoway and Clarence Black on NRM Streamcast. And we are here live in the Warren RV Storage Studios, 586-977-2770. And check them out at 6900 East 14 Mile Road in Warren, right on the corner of 14 Mile and Van Dyke. 24-hour security cameras, LED-lit parking area, and the gates are operational 24-7. Roger Z and the people at uh, Warren RV Storage will take great care of you. Make sure if you send somebody there, make sure you give them your name and all, because they'll give you a little little something-something for your Christmas stocking, uh, just for I, recommending people. So one of the fine local media people, I know we got Larry on, one of the fine local media people pissed me off. Who now? Because he was talking well, as the... the um, I won't say who because I don't put him out there. But he pissed me off. He because he, he he was talking about a possible candidate and it was um, Salah from the Niners. Yeah, Salah can't, I can't yeah. argue it, right? Got no. it. Dearborn. But guy. His, his argument was, well, he's from the area yeah. and he, he grew up, you know, knowing this team. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, that that makes just about every single <laughs> well, <laughs> like every single fan of the damn Lions. If that's the criteria, okay. I'm like, but. He's Dude. got a little bit more. He's got a little bit more. He's got a little bit. Uh, he was, he was, look, he was a grad he's, assistant he's at terrific. Central. Um, I know people swear by him. Um, he still his family still lives in Dearborn, and, and that's great for them. I'm, yeah. I'm happy for him. That doesn't mean no. you should be the next head coach okay. of the Detroit Lions. But if it's between him and the other guy, and the other guy don't know anything about the Lions, um, I think maybe knowing a little Lions history and knowing the pain of the people here. So this is could help. Uh, so look, the, the the position we're in is odd in this regard. We got. See, what I don't want to happen is don't go get the head coach and then go get the damn GM. No, I think it should be the other way. It's got to be the other Maybe way. Maybe a package deal even. Yeah. I don't know. The last package deal was Matt Millen and uh, Steve oh, Mariucci, shit. so I don't know yeah. if that goes. No. Anyway, we got Larry Lee on the horn with us. Uh, he was so kind to join us again. Former Lions executive. You played for the Lions from 1981 on. Of course, a UCLA grad, 129th pick, played center. Part of the Fritz Pollard Alliance for diversity and hiring. And, of course, he's got the back-in-the-day band. Larry Lee joins us again for part two on The Wrap. Larry, thanks for coming on, man. Gentlemen, no problem. Hey, no we, problem. we left you with the question of the day. And we were talking about how Mike Tomlin, Kevin Colbert, those guys built that Steelers team. And, and of course, Mike Tomlin is the general on that field. Who is the next Mike Tomlin out there? Who can get us as close to a guy like Mike Tomlin that you know that can come here to Detroit and put his stamp on this team? Well, you know, uh, without just divulging and, and just, you know, being open, that's one of the things that I, uh, I'm i blessed to be able to do with the Fritz Pollard Alliance. I am very much in tune with um, uh, the up-and-coming candidates, minority candidates, yes. uh, from the league and from the collegiate ranks, and I'm not going to say, you know, a, a whole lot of names or anything or say they're the next Mike Tomlin in any way, but there are several guys who are showing themselves to be great head coach potential guys. Uh, you know, obviously, the you know, the hot name right now is Eric Bieniemy. Yes. you know, uh, from that point of view. But in the collegiate ranks, man, um, there, there are a couple of guys that, uh, you know, you have your David Shaw at yep. Stanford. They always hear one him. Of the guy, one of the guys that is a little bit under the radar that people are really starting to pay attention to is a gentleman named Tony Elliott, who is the offensive coordinator at Clemson. Hmm. He, uh, he has a, a, an unbelievable 
upcoming uh, growing up story about his life and well, all the things he's overcome. But he, uh, I've talked to a lot of players. I've talked to him. Uh, he is a uh, up and coming gentleman that should be. Uh, we're going to be hearing about here pretty soon. And um, Tony, like I said, Tony is the offensive coordinator of Clemson right now. And uh, and he, you know, they're doing a pretty good job. But a lot of folks are saying he he's a great guy. So those are just a couple sure. of names I'll throw out. But obviously. A few names that I throw out, but obviously I know a lot more than that and, and who does what, where, and how well or not they do it and, and who has the potential. So I, I'll just kind of, you know, throw that out there to tease you a little bit, but I, I, I got to keep the rest of them kind of to myself. Well, Robert Sala is a name that's out there. and Would you consider him a minority candidate? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, yes. He's a minority candidate, and, and as aforementioned with you guys, he uh, – you know he's from the area and those kind of things, and uh, so yeah, he's he's a and I by what I understand, uh, the the Forty Nine er players have gone on a, a little uh, campaign for him. They have so, Richard Sherman. Uh, yeah, Richard Sherman and the guys. So yeah, yeah and uh, you know Rod Graves, the executive director of the Fritz Pollard Alliance, is very much in touch with the um, players' co- coalition. And that's a relationship that I think we we've had to have that is starting to grow and get better. So um, uh, I feel I feel really honored that uh, I'm a part of the Fritz Pollard Alliance because um, uh, it, it enhances my knowledge and my database on on up and coming candidates of people of color. And what happened to Terrell Austin, by the way, former Lions Terrell defensive is, coordinator? Terrell is very much still in the hunt and. One of the things I, I want to back up on, when you talk about Terrell Austin, oh, I want to go back to a guy like Ron Hughes. Sure. Chuck Schmidt and Ron Hughes. Ron Hughes was so far ahead of the game. Yes, no I, question. And I'll tell you what I mean. Ron Hughes had his – we had our own internship of minority coaches long before the league ever thought about. So at the Detroit Lions, every training camp, Ron Hughes, Kevin Colbert, myself – we would bring in minority guys. Terrell Austin was one of them. Charlie Strong was one of them. Huh. George Warhop was one of them. Um, I'm trying to think. Tyke Tolbert was one of them. Um, uh, there are several other names that came through the Lions organization as just, you know, summer intern, uh, kind of a relationship-building kind of thing. And Ron Hughes, Chuck Schmidt, Kevin Colbert, myself, we were way ahead of the game back in the day of that kind of mindset. And uh, that's how we got to know those guys. Terrell Austin, uh, I keep in touch with Terrell. I talk to him all the time. He is, uh, uh, you know, he's one of those guys. I mentioned Charlie Strong, Terrell Austin. I know I'm, uh, there's several more. I um, forget David Cully, uh, the assistant head coach over at the uh, Ravens. You know, they all wow. came, through, came through the Lions as uh, like a minority, I'm not going to call it the internship, but just a, a minority friendship scenario, you know? Hey, big man, are we – so, look, Jim Caldwell, older coach, if I look at the past, I don't know, 15, damn near 20 years, and I just look at teams, right, and I just throw some names mm-hmm. out or throw some teams at you that, that won the Super Bowl, and you think about the coach, are we kind of – are we kind of overvaluing the youth movement? So here's, I mean, here's just some some easy names, right? Okay, uh, the pa- Patriots, obviously Belichick. Yeah. 
Kansas City, Andy Reid. Uh, Finally. Denver, when they won, it was, uh, was it Kubiak, right? Yep. Uh, who else we got? Seattle, yep. Pete Carroll, the Ravens. I mean, you got to go to Baltimore in 2013. Harbaugh was still considered relatively young. You know, 2010, Sean Payton, Tomlin yep. in 2009. But then from there, I mean, you got Dungy again. You got Bill Cower, who was older. I mean, you got to go all the way back to 2003, with a, a relatively young Gruden yeah. with the Buccaneers. So, I mean, are we – is it that maybe some of the answer is, like some of the older coaches just, man, there's a respect, there's a – or or am I, am I oversimplifying that these were also pretty solid organizations? What's your take on the age of the coach and that, that value it could or could not add? And if he's a retread or not. Yeah. Yeah, well, the, the age of the coach, in my opinion um, – you, I think it all depends on your organization. You know, um, like, I, for instance, uh, I, I had this conversation with someone else earlier. The reason why uh, a John Lynch can go to the 49ers and become a first-time GM and kind of learn on the job is because of the 49ers. The reason why a John Elway can go to the Broncos and be a first-time general manager, having been a former player, is because of the Broncos. You know, this place is a little different. That's why the Matt Millen scenario didn't work here, uh, because we weren't on the same level as those two, uh, those two organizations. So you, you, each and every team, each and every scenario is different. And so I think it's vitally important here to, to come up with the right GM-coach combination that can – work here uh, because, you know, let's, let's just be honest. We, we, we've been unsuccessful for quite a while. And so that's not your normal scenario. And the teams that replace guys sometimes are, are just un, un, recently unsuccessful. But this is, this is a little deeper than being recently unsuccessful. Uh, th- this, is, this is several years of, of, of uh of being unsuccessful, so this is a this is a different scenario. So I'm not I'm not saying there got to be. An, a, I don't know if I'm answering your question or not answering your question. I don't think youth or 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 experience um, is not the, the 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 driving force here. I think it's understanding this culture here and finding the right uh, scenario to make it work. Then who not sets? Many people, not many people understand this culture. So who should set? Again, the million dollar word I always talk about identity. Who should set? Should that come from the GM, and then the GM goes and gets a coach that buys into that? Is it the coach? Is it the? I, I, I just well, man, I want to know when I turn on the TV on Sunday at one o'clock. I just want to know. What the hell am I getting? Say whatever you want about the Chargers, and I know Anthony Lynn, it seems like they can't win a close game to save their life, but when I turn on and I watch the Chargers play, if I'm a Charger fan, I know what I got. That is an offensive football team. I know they got Bosa on defense, but that team's team's weapons are primarily offensive. How important is it that that identity is set by the GM? Um. It's vitally important, but it needs to go higher than that. That identity needs to be set by the owner, the team president, et cetera. 
and uh, then you know general manager and trickle down. But it, it, it really it really starts with with ownership and, and the upper brass. And and, and I, I don't I think it's 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 not private knowledge or you know it's public knowledge that you know I I feel very strongly about my skills and, and my experiences, especially for a place like here. So, you know, um, and no disrespect to Sheila and or Rod, uh, I just think someone who knows this scenario like here, uh, like myself, uh, could be that third that third prong to uh, uh, bring that side to the <laughs> table in, in, in all of the decision-making and thought processes. You're hired. And, right, you're done. Deal. What you're hired. Saying? <laughs> well, uh, from 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 your lips to God's ears, man. Let, well, see, okay, big happens. man. So let's say this. All right? Bring let's Herman just, Moore with well, you. At let's, least. And, but let's back up. So when you're <laughs> when you are talking with the alums, right? When you guys are all together in in your alum circles, and I know you talk to the guys, man. Obviously, it's no secret that people are advocating for you. I'm advocating for you. We're advocating for you. It. But I, I think that here's my question to you: is is what what then based on what you just told me? If the identity comes from higher, what the hell do they want to be? And if you had the job, what what would you say uh, the identity needs to be? And what kind of coach would you bring in here, man? What what kind of team well, are we going to see on Sunday under? Would we theoretically see under your watch? Well, I, I, I hate to, to to burst your bubble, uh, CB, but those are the kind of things I would love to keep to myself right now. <laughs> You well know, played, I, man. I hear you. Well, I, I hear you. I, I hope I hopefully will get the opportunity to explain that to yeah. uh, uh, Rod and, yeah. and I got uh, you. Sheila. I got but, you. But, but, but publicly, I would like to keep those thoughts to myself. Right all right. Now. Just make sure that we get credentialed. That's all I care about. <laughs> okay? They bust my balls because it's just a podcast nowadays. They forgot. They forgot about us. So I want to ask you. I want to ask you both this because you were around for Wayne, right? Yeah. So I want to ask you both this: What Fred Flintstone? So now you that bet. now that we look back, right? Because everybody, it, it's funny what time can do. So, Maz, I'll ask you, and then, Larry, I'll ask you, like, what, now that we're here and we look back at so affectionately at Wayne, what did Wayne understand that for, I mean, that made him successful? What he did was he a get? P, he was a PR man. He knew he knew how to handle the media. Who the bus, they, they made fun of him all the time, but he would just go back, and they'd say, well, you're going to get fired. And he's like, what do you mean I'm fired? <laughs> I love my owner, my owner, Mr. Ford. I love him. I mean, he, he, I mean you had to wake this guy up from watching Bewitched and, and, uh, and uh, you know, the Flintstones. But the guy, he had an open door. When the Silverdome was around, you could walk in the lion's front door of the Silverdome, and you're in the offices. Am I am I right, Larry? You're in the offices of the Silverdome. Then when Millen came, he put all these secret entrances into Ford Field, fingerprints to get everywhere. I mean, the I mean the Lions were very. You could you could just as a media member, you could walk around, go in the kitchen, take food, sit down, eat with the players. It, it was a completely different way of doing it. Maybe it wasn't the most professional way. I don't know. I just it's the way I saw, and they were successful. Yeah, well, you were talking about Wayne. What made Wayne what he was was <laughs> Wayne was a football guy, too. Um, Wayne, Wayne knew football, you know, obviously successful uh, defensive coordinator out at USC, 
successful defensive coordinator with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and that's back in the day. Let me tell you, the Tampa, I played against them. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense was no joke. We had the Selman brothers. Leroy, yeah. Leroy Selman, you know, Richard Wood, Neil Cozy, uh, uh, Hugh Green. I Ooh. mean, they, they, they played ball, right? So, so Wayne, and, and then Wayne, there's an intangible that, I, you know, I used with the Mike Tomlin example. Wayne wasn't hood, but he, Wayne was in, in tune. Wayne was in tune with, with his players as far as, you know, being able to, once again, I keep using that, keep it 100. You know, Wayne was, Wayne was in tune. Uh, and and that's, that's, a, that's a vital piece that so many people overlook and don't realize. Uh, and and it's not it's not it's not it's not pro you know being racial or pro black or anything. But yeah, you know if the if the team is seventy percent African American, you absolutely better understand how to deal with African Americans. I mean, you know it's a no brainer. Uh, and the better you are at that, the better chance you you will have. Hey, I want to th- I want to throw a couple names out at you, and you can shoot them down if you want. I'm not asking you. I'm just asking your opinion on these guys. You hear Robert Sala, you hear Eric Bieniemy, Arthur Smith of the Titans, Brian Dable of the Bills, Daryl Bevel's going to be the head coach now on an interim basis. He's going to try to win some games. There's five games left. They'll probably win two or three of them. And, of course, because that's the way the Lions are, they'll pick like 13th, 14th, because that's just the way it happens here as Lion fans. We know that. We want them to lose them all because we want to have a good draft pick. But I want to throw some old guys out at you. Herman Moore, Chris Spielman, Dan Orlovsky, Lou Riddick. I know three of those guys are TV guys now, and then there's Herman Moore, who has never gotten a chance to coach wide receivers. I don't know why, but he's here in town, man about town, classy as they come. Chris Spielman, of course, he's been around. He knows his team, still works for DetroitLions.com. And then you have Dan Orlovsky, former Lion. Obviously, he knows the history of this team and the guy that I one more in? and the guy I pushed for was Lou Riddick. I yes. love Lou Riddick. Yeah. Horrible. So, what, 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 what's your question? Are you asking in what capacity? I'm Is asking you your opinion on those guys to come in here and help oh. with the with the help with the Lions. Oh, absolutely! All all great guys. Uh, you know, uh, on another note, because of Fritz Pollard Alliance, Herman and I have been talking regularly. Um, and, you know, we all know and love and respect Chris Spielman. You know, uh, uh, Lewis Riddick, uh, he has experience. Lewis Riddick kind of and I are, are somewhat in the same boat. You know, he, he, he did well with, over there at the Eagles and that kind of thing. And think the world of Lewis Riddick. All, all great names that you mentioned. I don't know Orlovsky that well or don't know him at all. So I, I couldn't give an opinion on him. But. But all, all, you know, former Lion guys respected and uh, well-spoken. And, you know, I, I do know Herman quite well yep. because I was in, you know, those days. Of course. And I was one of the guys that negotiated Herman's contract back in the day and know him very well. He's like a like a little brother to me. I think the world of, of, of uh, Herman Moore. Yes, sir. But, you know, same thing with Chris Spielman. You know, back in the day when I was in the front office, Chris, you know, Chris, Chris is an awesome guy. And he... Uh, you know, no, no, all of them 
I have nothing negative to say about any of them. Uh, I just, uh, but Orlovsky, I don't know him. So uh, I, I don't know much well, about Clarence him. Has, Clarence <laughs> well, has, what the about, Trump, he has the Trump card hey, here. What is your gut reaction, your just natural gut reaction when you hear people throw out, given, given the debacle that has been Ann Arbor, when you hear Harbaugh's name come up, what do you, I mean, what's your, what's your take on that? Uh, Jim Harbaugh. Um, what happened to him, uh, by the way? You know, Jim Harbaugh to me, and this is just me, you know, being totally honest, and, and this is Larry Lee, no one else. Uh, Jim Harbaugh in the past had been pretty good at coming into an organization with some different abstract ways of thinking, and it worked, you know, initially. But to me, they're more like flash in the pans. You know, they they give you a flash, and and it might it might immediately change your culture for a minute. But deep down inside, when it's all said and done, uh, there was not much. Uh, um, uh, substance to it all. That's just my per- my opinion of, of Jim Harbaugh, and uh, you know he can go into a, a, a place and, like I said, throw in some changes or create some new thoughts or something, and uh, have it have it work. You know, maybe because it was just something new and different. But when you get down get down to the um, the nuts and bolts of it all, it doesn't last. I want to give you some teams now because we're talking to Larry Lee, former Lions executive, and Fritz Pollard Alliance, and uh, who knows, maybe future Lion executive as well. But these teams are going to need a coach and or general manager. you got the Chargers. You need the Houston Texans. They need GM and coach. And you have Deshaun Watson as your quarterback. Jacksonville. Atlanta's got Raheem Morris right now. They need a GM as well. They've been playing good under Raheem Morris. And the Jets... They need everything. They need an enema, by the way. Okay, so you're a coach. You're a GM. Which team do you want to go to first? Do you want to go to the Lions or do you want to go to, see, you want to, go to the Chargers where they have Justin Herbert and Joey Bosa? You want to go to Houston where you have Deshaun Watson? You want to go to Jacksonville where it's a bl- basically a blank. Uh, they were in the AFC Championship game three years ago. Atlanta, which, who's underachieved forever but made two Super Bowls, and the Jets, who made a Super Bowl in the AFL, okay? Where, where are you going, Larry? They're, 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 I would have to dig a little deeper than the, than the, uh, uh, the topical <laughs> scenarios you're, you're, you're using. I would, I would like to go a little deeper. But I just gave you history. I told you the Jets haven't won since the AFL. Uh, well, you, well, you, well, you know, Mads, you got to look at, you got to look at a lot of other things, man. You got to look at their salary cap. You got to look at where the Jets have they, a great salary cap. Great salary. They have a lot of money to spend. The Jets. I'm trying to fill the Jets position as well as the Lions. By the way, I, I, I see that. I okay. see that. So, so yeah, you, you, there, there are a lot of factors that. Go into it. You got to look at uh, what what you're going to be allowed to do. What you know, what what you can or cannot do. You know, there might be restrictions on on what coach or what, what kind of coaches. And then you got to look at financially. You know, some of these teams, um, besides the salary cap, you got to look at it from an ownership's position. That you know, if they got rid of folks, they still may be under under contract uh, with a lot of guys and there's a lot of money uh, going out the door 
field for guys that who aren't there. So you might be you might be tied financially or strapped financially to get the best in guys. So there's a lot of factors that got to go into the equation just to answer them like that. But you know, <laughs> contrary to popular belief, Detroit has always been a um, a, a a spot that folks think is a is a positive scenario because. You know, the Fords are good people, and it's a good place to come work. And and usually you have a piece of clay that you can mold yourself, you know. Um, I know, but they've also had 25 coaches. Yeah. Exactly. And that's where I go back to my aforementioned statement. Maybe a lot of those guys are still on their – they're still sending checks to some they of are. those guys. <laughs> you know, so you, you might not be able to, to, to pay top dollar to get – some of the assistance you might think you need. and that, All those kind of factors got to go into the equation. Uh, oh, man. Oh, man. Hey, Larry, thanks a million for coming on. Next oh, time man. next time we're going to have you in live so we don't have to hear that damn phone, all right? <laughs> yeah, yes, sir. I, I agree. Well, good, good, good show, guys. Take hey, care. Hey, listen, big man. Hey, listen, yeah. I know you're going to be extremely busy the rest of the, uh, the season, and I'm, I'm praying for you and, and hoping uh, good things come your way. Right, I know guys. that I know they will, man. I'm just uh, just know we're uh, we're on, we're on Team Larry, so let's uh, let's make it happen. And we're available. Oh man, thank thank you guys, man. I appreciate that. All thank right, Larry. You. All right, brother. Larry Lee. Hopefully, the next Lions uh, executive again. Oh yeah. We'll see how that goes. Thanks to Kelsey and David B. Stevie Mack helping us put the show together as well. Clarence, uh, that was fun, man. Love yeah, talking football. Man, absolutely. Are we gonna do it again it. in a couple days? Man, I hope so, man. Le- right. Hey, the league is COVID, man. Is I know. In control. Hey, we got Wednesday night football this week. In control. Steelers, Ravens, no. Wednesday night football. Next week, you got Monday, <laughs> Tuesday, and Wednesday. This is a cla- this is beautiful hey. football every day. Every day. For Clarence Black. I'm Tom Mazaway. Thanks for listening to the wrap right here in the Warren RV Storage Studios on NRM Studios. NRM Streamcast. That is. <laughs>